Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hey guys, how's it going everybody? Welcome to Healing Journeys Today. We are Butch and Julianne Hartman. This is our show on Healing Journeys. It's called Heartbeat. H-A-R-T beat because we are the Hartman people, Hartman people, and we uh, we have a show called Heartbeat. We're glad you're here. We talk about marriage and relationship issues here as they pertain to biblical teaching. So we uh, are here to help you with your marriage issues and things like that. Whatever you guys would like to um, uh, talk about, we'd like to hear, uh, hear what it is. We'd like to hear what your comments are, any issues you're going through in your marriage currently, or maybe you've gotten through something that's really awesome. We want yeah. everybody to hear about, please let us know because we want to um, um, share in all the success that you've um, gotten lately. And that's what one of the great things about, about Jesus. He wants us to share in all the great things oh, that we have and testimonies too it's well like, yeah that's why he wants us to fellowship you know jesus had 12 disciples and he could have probably done everything on his own if he wanted he, he is the creator of the universe he could have gone out and preached his message all on his own solitary right but he know he wanted to have people around him he wanted to have people um uh, around him so they could share the story in their own way uh we titled this it's my way or no way and uh, anybody experience that? Kind yeah, of in, a, in a marriage, does one of you usually say it's my way or no way? And if or it's my way or the highway, sometimes in a relationship, uh, a marriage especially, one of the two people will become the dominant one. And let me ask you this. Are you the dominant one? Is your spouse the dominant one? Or have you learned you have to be co-dominant ones, meaning you've got to learn to listen. Yes. You've got to learn to give a little bit. You know, the Bible says, if you want to follow, Jesus says, if you want to follow me, deny yourself, pick up your cross yeah. and follow me. The first part of that is deny yourself. That means get yourself out of the way. Because when, when, we're, when we're the only thing we listen to, when it's all about us and I'm right, I'm going to win this argument. When it's all about that, that is a recipe for failure. That's a recipe for disaster yeah. because all that's going to happen is a magical word, a, a bad magical word called pride is going to get in. And pride is going to cause you to do dumb things. The Bible says pride comes before a fall. Pride is all about self. It's yeah. all about you. The enemy, Satan, is all about pride. He was all about him. He wanted to be the mo like the most high. He has uh, Lucifer, the uh, the uh, the light bearer in heaven, was the, the top worship leader in heaven. He got so cocky, he wanted to be like God, and God threw him out of heaven because he was he was getting too cocky. He was getting too full of him. Self, he turned a third of the angels against the Lord too. As a matter of fact, so well. Anyway. One, I want to say one good thing is tonight I do not have a black shirt on. So, hey, look at that! Yeah, right? Yeah. So I normally have, always have a black shirt on. Exactly. Uh, that's yeah. his uniform. That's my so costume. I wear. This is uh, more like a I don't even know like a silverish color. So that's good. So anyway, talking about our topic of today, it's uh, titled "It's My Way or No Way." Now, when you're a married person like we, are, that doesn't go over. Well, no, because um, when you're young, so we got we got married young. Some people don't get married young. Some people like some um, people. Well, some people get married that young. Well, younger than we are now. Compared, if I met someone uh, that age that we got married right now, I'd say, boy, they're very young. You know, <laughs> but I got married. I was 27 years old, which is young. Yeah, but I was 30. Still young. But um, 
No. Uh, anyway, well, how old will you be this year coming up? I am turning 60. Wow, this girl's going to be so, 60. Yeah, so we got married. 60? Yeah, I know. Well, it's not until August, though. We have a long time. Almost we got married year. in May, and then in August, I turned 30. So yeah. we are celebrating our 30 years in May, and then in August, I turned 60. So it's going to be a 30-60 party this year. So going back to what I was saying as far as um, when you get married, when you're young, as we, when we got married, we'll just be up front here. We didn't really have a good marriage modeled for us growing yeah. up. Uh, the house I grew up in, there wasn't a good marriage. And then there was a remarriage, which also wasn't a, uh, uh, I shouldn't, uh, that was a good marriage for them, but it wasn't like the most, uh, I guess you wouldn't say it wasn't, it wasn't like the model marriage, put it that way. And then, um, Julianne didn't grow up in a house with a, a good marriage model for her either. So when we got and married. My mom had four times she got married. So I, I had four shots of seeing a, a good marriage. model but the mm -hmm. the thing is is that with my mom there's so much damage happened which you guys are hearing on that uh testimony mm -hmm. my mom is one amazing woman who endured a lot of stuff and a lot of uh, a lot of abuse physically mentally you know you name it spiritually mm -hmm. emotionally mm -hmm. all of that so she did whatever she could to make everything right and you know what? It just, she didn't have the skills. She didn't have the tools. She didn't have Jesus. She had nobody around her that was willing to really help her and show her the way. There was people she that- She didn't really have a great marriage model for her either. Well, they stay together, of course, but what I'm getting Your at- Your grandparents. Yeah. Right. Well, what I'm getting at though is, is that instead of ridiculing my mom, they should have been helping my mom become, you know, have and have an understanding. This is your a, family. Yeah. What a better your extended family. Well, I mean, just friends, family, whoever yeah. could have helped her with, you know, living a better life. Let's put it that way. So, but no, it was really more full of ridicule because she, you know, she made so many mistakes and she did so many things. And so then you wonder why my mom, as she gets older and gets more accomplished in the things that she was doing, like with you know, she got into real estate and mortgage banking and yep. stuff. Yep, yep. And, um, you know, and then she became very much, very, very even overboard independent. So then she didn't need any man to help her. So mm. she went the whole other direction. And that's kind of what us girl, like for me, I can't really speak for my sisters, but for me, that's kind of what I went to was that extreme. So that's how we get to that subject title called It's My Way or No Way. Right. So, um, and by the way, guys, we see your comments coming in. We're going to answer some of them in a second. So hang in there. But um, when you're married to somebody else, um, what we had to learn as younger people, I wanted to get back to this. You know, at first it was like, look, I'm a survivor of the childhood I grew up in. And she was a survivor of the childhood she grew up in. We didn't have amazing childhood. So we really were survivors. And when you get two survivors coming together, yeah, they're going to survive no matter what. I yeah. had my way of surviving. She had her way of surviving. So whenever there was an argument or a disagreement or something that wasn't, you know, mutually, you know, thought Agreeable. to be, we didn't agree on anything. It was like, okay, look, I'm going to win this argument. I'm going to keep yelling at you until you give in. And that was just, that just caused so much strife and so much anger and so yeah. much hurt. And I can still picture a lot of these um, arguments to, to the, to a oh team. And why? No, no. I, I can remember a lot of them. Like, like it was just like two I hours don't. ago. Oh, good. I'm glad only one of you them. You have this guy. We, okay. We got to release those. No, but I, I do. 
And so, how do you even still like me? I, that's a good question. It's very. We're going to reveal some things here on the show. No, but I have a lot. Of, I have a, I have a big memories of a lot of those things, and I'm just so glad that I put Christ in my life and I could release all that to Him because I don't really dwell on those things ever anymore. Yeah. What I had to do, and what she had to do, what we both had to do, was realize that look, it's not about me winning the argument. It's about what's best for her, and she had to say what's best for him. I, we need to look at each other's point of view at all times. Now, are we always successful? Absolutely not. Do we try, though, now that we have that tool, now that we have that, that knowledge and that teaching, are we aware of it more? Yes, absolutely. Now, whenever there's a disagreement, instead of instantly leaping into, it's your fault, it's your fault, you're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. It's not like, okay, let's wait. What would Jesus do here? What would Jesus say? You know, what I want Jesus to be standing in the room well, right here with us, like hearing this conversation. Because if Jesus was here, would I be talking to you this way? Do you ever notice when you're fighting and when you're by yourselves, you guys have a big fight. But then when there's guests around and you want to fight, you're like, oh, hi. And you don't fight. Everything's fine. You cover it up for the, for the, the guests. I'll talk to you later, brothers. And then you, you know, that sort of thing. Who's ever done that? Raise your hand asking for a friend over here. You know, we want to make sure that you keep that attitude at all times. That will build a healthier marriage. And by the way, once you get good at doing that, it's going to come second nature. You're not just going to lash out anymore. You're going to learn how to uh, be a person that respects your spouse as opposed to wants to tear your spouse to pieces, right? That's true. And you know, uh, for me, um, I feel like, okay, um, what we said, one thing that we said at the um, mm. Healing is Here conference when we spoke that very healing is first here. time. We'll yeah. be having another Healing is Here conference. When will that be? Do we know yet? Well, Healing is Here is always August. Oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. Healing, healing is Here is Andrew's. Yeah, Healing Journeys. But a Healing today. Journeys conference. Yeah, don't don't have a date yet. We don't have a date yet. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, we were at Healing mm. is Here. And so, you know, we, we realized that there was a lot of couples that really, really were suffering mm. with the way they were talking to each other. In their so, marriages. Right. So I said yeah. that it's like, so if Jesus is right here, what would I say to him? Would I say to Jesus something to destroy Butch? Probably not. Why? She probably would, though. No, because I'd be in the presence of the Lord. So would I say that? But why would you say it to your spouse if you wouldn't say it to Jesus? I mean, it's got to come down to that. Mm -hmm. Why would you say it to Butch? Because... Let me tell you something, you know, we, and when we argue now, everybody kind of argues differently. Like we are very volatile. We're very loud. The thing is we're both strong people. Yeah. Very loud. And so really mean things used to come out. That I know? remember. Yeah. I and I, know, really I don't remember. know why you, why you've kept that. Like, why don't you just say like, I don't want to remember this anymore. Well, I haven't like, I don't say Because Jesus said, I remember your sin no more. Why are you remembering? Well, it's like remembering your phone number. It's just in there. I mean, it's not like I, it's not like I sit and dwell on it. It's just kind of there. Yeah. I just, I don't remember. There's like not one fight that I'm like, yeah, I remember that one. It was kind of like, who cares to remember fights? Uh, Cause they're just, they're mean. They they're are. really mean. So how do we. How do we get out of the it's my way or the highway or it's my way or no way? Mm. Um, who has to give? Well, uh, I'm just going to say. It's got to be a given. It's got to be it's, a It's going to be me. I'm going to give. And you should have the same exact attitude. I'm going to give. Yeah. Because the last thing we want to do is sit around pouting and moping 
and not talking and giving your spouse the yeah. silent treatment because you're trying to punish them. And have I done that? Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm a master of the silent treatment. I created the name the silent treatment. That's how good I am at that. But that is a immature, uh, babyish, very selfish thing to do. Yes, I am talking to you out there because I'm talking to myself. If you're giving your spouse the silent treatment for any reason, stop doing it because all you're doing is being selfish and you're drawing attention to your self and we're trying to get self out of this yep. whole situation you're making people uncomfortable and you're making people feel as though they're less than when you give them the silent treatment and it's interesting you know when you shut somebody out that's a very bad um punishment because one of the biggest yeah. punishments they give to people now, I mean, not now, but they've done for hundreds of years in jails, is they lock them in solitary confinement. And when you isolate a person and make them feel alone, it's a very, yeah. very horrible torture. People figured this out a long time ago. Shut them in a room and don't talk to them. It drives people nuts. And when you shut your spouse out, it's almost like you're putting them in solitary confinement because now they can't get to you. You won't talk to them. You won't acknowledge them. And that is a punishment. No, and that's sad. And you know what? And you got to kind of remind yourself, like, what are we in this relationship for? Are we in this relationship? Oh, we've had to, to do that a lot, too. Yeah. Are we, is one of us trying to win? Like, do we have like a. Well, we were for a long time. You know, like, I mean, have like a piece of paper. Yes. Is this, is this like in your, you know, in your files? Like here, like that fight I won, this one I we won. We can't see. Angle it a little this bit. This one. Angle now. the paper. Yeah, there's marks yeah. on the. Oh, put like, it closer to Boom. The, is that, are we marking our fights? There we are go. we saying like, there okay, I've, whoops, I've won five of them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, we're not keeping track of them. But what can stop that argument? Mm -hmm. Like literally, you and I, and you know what's going to happen now that we're talking about this? We're going to probably end up getting into the most stupid fight. I hope not. Over this. I don't want to. I don't either, because I don't want to fight. It's really? I, you know you what? heard that's it here first. You heard it here first. Honestly, that's the thing. I think Butch used to think I liked to fight. I don't she like to fight. Very I, you know what happened? So okay, so talented. check this out. I used to be a horrible cusser. I mean, bad. You know, I do talk about it in the journey. Bad. So when I was a cusser, I could fight because I could cuss, right? And one day I stopped cussing. And I didn't know how to fight after that. Sometimes only certain words will do in a fight. Exactly. I know, but I refuse to say. When you got the words, when you got the tools. I refuse to say those words. I'm not going to say those words. Words are empty and they're just destructive. Destructive. Lydia, Lydia says, uh, 52 years married and still no winner. Very funny. Very funny. 52 years of marriage? Wow, that's amazing, Lydia. Woo! And uh, we had a, I had a, a comment back here I wanted to get into real quick from Eric. Hello to the Hartmans. How does it? How does the sick spouse handle mockery or nagging from a partner? Wow, now, Eric, that's a okay, very so interesting Eric, question. Okay, so do you mean that the sick person is mocking you, or your? Or, no, no, the question was. I guess I, guess I wasn't understanding. Yeah, I'm sorry. The question is. Let me go back to it here. Okay, uh, how does the sick spouse handle mockery from a partner? Oh, so the caretaker is mocking the sick spouse. How do you handle that? Well, yeah. I'll just say this, and sometimes it's not easy. None of this is easy. Being oh, sick, it's not easy. At being all. sick is never easy, and and we're so sorry that it's anyone horrible. is sick. But when the sick spouse is dealing with a caretaker or someone who's nagging them or mocking them, what you have to do for them is pray for them, because the Bible says we are to pray for those who spitefully use us and persecute us. 
We're to pray for them. What do you mean pray for them? How am I supposed to pray for these people? Because Jesus Christ was hung on a cross yes. and he was beaten and humiliated more than anybody in the history in the in the history of the world. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So Christ can, can if Christ can forgive his abusers, we can forgive ours. And I know it's hard. I'm not saying it's yeah. easy. I know the first thing we want to do is lash out. The first thing we want to do is um, get back at that person, get revenge. Yeah. We've all been there. But the way Christ teaches, he goes for your heart. He wants to make sure your heart doesn't get tainted by the person doing the mocking. Listen, I've uh, had a career in Hollywood for 30 years. I've had people say horrible things about yeah. me. And there's been some you're like, wow, that was a really a hurtful thing to say. And and not being true. Like and untrue things. Yeah. yeah. And especially when they're not true. But what we had to learn to do was pray for these people. Because if the because if I wanted to come back at them and start lashing out and yelling and screaming and getting online and typing all these amazing responses, I'd have been doing that for hours, weeks, oh, yeah. days, months. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy wants you to get off track and go into the stands and fight with the spectators. And in doing so, you're going to lose the race. And that's yeah. what you want to have happen. So if you have someone that's mocking you and you're sick, I know you're sick. I know it hurts. I know it's it's bad. But still, pray about the sickness and pray for that person that's mocking you. And even tell them that you love them because that's going to dissolve yeah. the stone around their heart. It might take a while, but it always works. Love is like an acid that dissolves the stone. It's kind of amazing. That's it so good. That's mm -hmm. so true because it is. And love literally can change any kind of uh environment any temperature in the room all of that it's like you know when you see things heating up like for instance next time you get in an argument with your spouse just say i love you like calmly okay we're gonna i'm gonna try this but see here's what happens your ego right it goes and your flesh goes i'm not gonna say i love you right now that because i don't i'm i love you but i'm mad at you right now why would i say that to you I can't even get my words to listen, form that. Faking an argument. This is the fake one. This is what I had to deal with right here. This is the oh, fake Julian. Yeah. Well, that okay. I'm just imagine I'm, that real. Imagine that real. No, happened. but I'm being honest as to what you might say when I just said, "Tell your spouse that you love them in the middle of an argument." That's going to be really hard to do. But girls, let's try it. Girls, let us be the first ones to try that. Okay. <laughs> Why with me? Let's be the first ones to try. Let's see if it diffuses it. Right. Okay. Seriously. Let's see how it diffuses the Guys, argument. Guys, you really can diffuse anything. Sometimes things take a while to diffuse. They don't, sometimes they don't happen instantly, but sometimes they do. But, you know, uh, the times where, let's say, for example, someone has said something mean to me that I've never met, they say it online or something. And you go like, wow, I can't believe it. And then the person says it again, or they keep going because they get a response from the online community. And then what they said goes viral. And so they get attention for it. They start, people start jumping on, yeah. they start feeding the fire. And then you're the one who's the subject of the attack, right? You know, thank God I had Jesus in my, in my life because I, I just kept hearing him say, pray for those people. I kept hearing her say, we need to pray for those people. There's a, a, a scripture in the Bible that says a soft answer turns away wrath soft answer turns away wrath yeah it's a proverb i'm looking up right now but a uh, soft answer okay turns that's away what wrath. i'm saying it's, when you say yep. okay in the middle of the like ah, 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 you know i love you 
See what happens. A soft answer. Turns That's away. a soft answer. Now, right? if it's a, now, what's the opposite of a soft answer? A hard answer. A hard. A hard answer. A very harsh. Won't turn answer. away the wrath. It will turn the wrath toward you. Yes. You ever seen an argument? You you ever been in the situation where you get in an argument that's not even your argument? Like two people are arguing, and then you get in there. Yes. For some reason, and then you end up in the argument too, and then you start. And yelling. then it turns out to be a Jerry Springer moment. Oh my! Exactly. Those of you old enough to remember Jerry Springer, you know. What we're I think he's about. still on the air. I don't think he is. I don't know. But well, he might be. Anyway, but you know, it's like, but see, here's the deal, though. I hate to say this, but arguing in my house was very uh, common. Oh, mine too. Like daily. Oh, I beg. When I go back there now, it still is a, a, a very uh, common thing. Yeah, but it's it's interesting. It's yeah. Proverbs fifteen one. Yeah. Fifteen one. A soft word turns away wrath, but a harsh word. Stirs up anger. That's Proverbs 15 1. So look that up. That's yeah. A, that's so you don't want to. So, you, and, and listen, here's the thing. This is what I have to remember too. We all do. It's like, wait, he's my husband. Like he's the man I'm spending the rest of my life with. You know, why do so I. So, how do I get through this evening right yeah, now? Yeah. How do I get through this? Like, I don't want to say I love you because I'm pissed off at you. Like, or you just like, you're, you're just, you've made me so irritated that I don't even want to have, there's like nothing nice to say at all in my, in my head, my heart. I love him, but mm -hmm. in my head, it's mm -hmm. not there. So how do I get to that place where I can say that? There's a great sketch on Saturday Night Live. These two ladies from Brooklyn, they're talking like this. They're from Brooklyn, right? It's like, my husband, I want to kill him, but I love him. I want to kill him, but I love him. Um, anyway. Yeah. Well, and then sketch? also too, like, okay, so I'm just going to say this because this is true. Uh -oh. There are shows on TV that were, are not really good role models for couples. Like there was one that we used to watch a lot before we go to bed. It was called King of Queens. Mm. Although I'm not saying it's not funny. It's a funny show. It is funny. It's funny, show. it's funny, but they both do not respect their, each other at all. <laughs> and they're both very mean to each other. It's true. They do yes. yell at each other a lot. And I, so I another you one is yourself, you know, saying something, you know, just kind of off the cuff and just, kind of mean to you. I, there were times mm -hmm. where I was like, my God, I sound like Harry from, from King, of uh, Queens. King of Queens. Yeah. Like when I first met you, I thought you were from New York, but you're from Burbank. I'm not. I'm from Burbank. Anyway. Oh, Keith Nance says it's called coffee talk. That's not the one I'm talking about. Keith. That's a good one though. That's a good one. Um, yeah. There's another sketch. I think it's called uh, Brooklyn talk or something. It's uh, Amy Poehler's in it. Anyway. Um, but how do we diffuse the, uh, the, the spouse's, anger or wrath towards us are we supposed to get just as angry and just as upset and come back at them with just as much fire so where's that going to go well exactly i mean honestly where is that going to go and especially like uh, the gentleman that said you know what happens when you're the, the sick one and your spouse is teasing you mocking or making a mockery of you mm -hmm. that's just that's awful um i don't know it is saying. awful there's no reason mm -hmm. okay here's the deal even if someone was the worst person in the world that was sick, nothing, nothing um, would be would warrant somebody making fun of them and mock, making a mockery of them. You know, sickness sucks. It does and pain hurts. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. pain and just and and feeling lethargic and feeling so down and getting depressed and all this stuff. And I understand what it feels like. It's awful. And and sometimes, you know, when, you know, Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky over here would come home and he'd be all like, doo, 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 what a great day. And I'd be like, well, my day wasn't so great. And you can't wait to come home the next day. 
And yeah. Can't and I'd be like, do you know what I went through? Do you know how I felt? You know, what it was like when I, you know, was trying to do this or that. And I was in so much pain. You know what it's like? And I know you want to say that because that's what I wanted to say. So what do you do with that? No, you got to literally go in your closet like I did and get it out and say, no, I refuse to mess up my marriage as well. I refuse to do this and I'm going to move on and I'm going to love my husband or love my spouse and treat them with respect and not try to dump all of my junk on them. You know, um, we've been talking to several individuals these last couple of weeks who are dealing with marriage problems. And uh, it's just sad what you hear. It's very sad what you hear people going through. It's sad what you hear people say to each other, or do to each other. Um, it's sad what you hear uh, they're doing with their finances. One spouse is doing something that the other one doesn't agree with, with the finances and all this. And you, oh, this is so big. And you're just seeing it. Um, you're just seeing it. And, and I guess the thing is, when you've been through it like we have, and we know we, again, we're not perfect, but we know how to deal with these things a little more than we used to. Yeah. But when someone doesn't and they're talking to you and you're like trying to tell them, hey, do this, try this but they're not mature enough to know how to try it or the spouse just won't listen. Yeah. That's a challenge for sure. At least if one of you, if one of you can learn to walk in the way of Christ, and hopefully both of you are walking in Jesus's, in Jesus's teaching. However, a lot of people say they believe Christ, but not a lot of people imitate Christ. You know, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And you know, he says be imitators. all the time. Says, be imitators of me. And a lot of people love Christ but they don't, they're not imitators of him. They're imitators of their dad or they're imitators of their uncle that they thought was awesome or their awesome best friend of this person they saw in a movie. That's who they're imitators of. They're not imitators of Christ. You know, honestly, a lot of people don't even know that they're doing that. Mm -hmm. You I, I, Seriously, we are so easily influenced by influencers, whether it's a character in a movie or it's somebody you work with or someone you're going to school with or whatever it is. Rock star, yeah. um, athlete, whatever. Yeah, be, you're yeah. being influenced. If, if you are being influenced and there's something in you that's not allowing you to be like to, to break that wall of. You're not going to get the best of me. I'm not going to let you know that I love you right now because I am too pissed off for this. You know, so isn't that interesting, too? We hold the love back because that's like a weapon. Yes. And love is such a, a healing thing. But I'm not going to give it to you because I'm mad at you. I'm wow, going to hold you, that's so good. I'm going to hold that. Uh, see that? This is the Holy Spirit. I'm going to hold that love back because you don't deserve it. And by the way. You're going to have to do X, Y, and Z until I give you this yeah. love. We all try and earn that love from people. You know, a, a, a young boy wants that love from his father or, or a young girl wants the love from her. A young boy wants the love from his mother. Kids yeah. want that love from their parents. And a lot of times parents aren't able to give that love. Or when spouses fight, boyfriend and girlfriend fight, husband and wife fight, I'm going to hold that love back because I don't think you deserve it right now. And, I'm, and it, it is a weapon because it hurts when that love doesn't come out. That's why... You know, the greatest of these is love, uh, the Lord says. You know, wow, the, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just sit there. So, yeah, Selah. It was what were you say? No, it's so good. You're so right about that. <laughs> and, you know, love is one of our, look at how did this world, uh, how did we, how did Jesus get put into this world? Through God. He said that God so loved the world. It was through the love for the world 
that God sent his son here to the earth to be literally to be raised here, to be beaten, bludgeoned to death, to be put on a cross, all of those things because he loves the world. He loves us. He loves the world. That's everyone. He loves us. Yep. He loves you. He loves you so much, not just yeah. us. And Christ he loves you. Christ will never hold the love back from you. Never. We will prevent ourselves from receiving it yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, I don't, well, I don't want to. Uh, Christ doesn't love me. I don't deserve his love. I always crack up when I hear people say, oh, God doesn't have time for me. And I'd be like, well, that's kind of that's okay. silly. And they go, well, no, God's so busy. He doesn't have time for me. <laughs> well, then that, no, you know what that does that, for me? That oh, says what? you don't know God. You don't. And that's us putting a human limitation on God. That's right. You're going by your own understanding. The Bible says, Proverbs 3, 5, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Meaning, well, if I'm too busy for people, sometimes God must be too busy. See, he's the Lord. He's never too busy. He never sleeps. He's infinite. He's all powerful. He's omniscient. He can do anything. Besides, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, inside of all of us here, right? And if you're sure. not, we can take care of that. But, you can take care of it right now. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit is alive, not dead. The Holy Spirit is alive on the inside of you, right? Mm -hmm. And so he is alive. So we all have access to the alive God that's on the inside of us. It's not a dead yeah. God. So we have access to a lot. Like we have the answer. You know what's so crazy is that, you know, the Holy Spirit's in you. The Holy Spirit knows everything. Do you know that you have the capacity to know everything? Right? I know that sounds crazy. I know. You're like, well, how true. can I pause? Well, they already say that humans only use about 4% of their brain or something like that. Like there's yeah. so much more potential in your brain. So you know what? Yeah. Starting today, tonight before you go to bed, start telling your brain that it needs to work at a higher capacity. Not like getting more information for optimize what you already have. Instead of what the what the world says as you get older, that you know your brain, you start forgetting all that stuff. You know what? It's like they're gaslighting you. They're telling you all that so that you know, oh boy, up ahead, that means my body's gonna start getting out, my brain's gonna be slower, I'm gonna forget everything. That's because we've been told this. What about if we but okay, not what if, because we're already doing that, but what if we were to believe what we read? in the word of god would that stop us from believing the lies of memory loss bone loss you know muscle loss and all that stuff how do we get into this part i don't know but i'm just sitting here being quiet You're yeah but it's it. true though we're listening to people we're listening to the wrong people and we need to listen to the right one because the it's the word of god that changes everything nothing else changes it your word that's not backed up by the word of God doesn't change anything. It can actually make you worse. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to make sure that you guys walk in as much power and strength as you can. When you have a spouse, what's going on? Sorry, it's my shoe. She just took her shoe off. And I just took made, it off for all this noise sorry. is happening. No, but we want to make sure that when you guys are um, uh, walking with Christ, you walk in as much power and strength as possible. And a way to do that is when you're married. Right. When you're yeah. married, you got married for a reason. You got married for a reason maybe a long time ago, but you're stronger yeah. together than you are apart. That is so true. And if you're if you're trying to separate yourself from your spouse every day, all day because of something petty, 
and something silly, then you better re-examine that because the Lord put you guys together for a reason. He's always, he's always going to utilize something for his own good. Now, if there's a, um, a fleshly thing in there where you're tempted by things, and listen, all of us get tempted, but it's acting on the temptation that makes right. the difference. If, but if there's something that you're tempted by or dealing with, yes, that can all be dealt with. But if you're there and you're not respecting your spouse or you want your spouse to only listen to your opinion, yours is the only one that matters. Let me ask you that. How's that working out for you? Has every decision you've made benefited the both of you? Have you made yeah. every smart decision you can possibly make and people are so dumb if they don't listen to you? Yeah. It's always got to be you. Is that is that what's happening in your marriage? I just have, I'm just asking you that question. It's very easy to become very selfish in a marriage. Mm -hmm. it, it just is. You know, I mean, listen, for me, like, for instance, Butch loves this tea. It's called tea java. Right, T E A J A V A. Yeah, who's got T Java? Everybody got T Java. Who likes T Java? Right. And so you would think, you know, by now that Julie, well, not by now, but like a few years ago, we've been married. So let's say if we were married 25 years, and it took me all that time to realize, hey, Butch likes T Java. He doesn't like the other teas. He wants T Java. Go find it somewhere. It's like all the things he does for you. Could you at least go find him T Java? Listen, that was like a simple little thing. But it meant a lot to him when he realized when not only when he realized, but when he saw that I actually cared about the little intricate details of the things that my husband loved. Because a lot of times way. we get so involved in our own stuff, we don't even think about our spouse. We're like, oh, he's always gonna be here. Well, you know what? Yes, he is, but why not have the most amazing life together? You know, someone on there just said, It seems like you two are best friends. Yes, we are. What is so funny about that? Well, we are best friends. I'm it's best like, friend. yeah, but, but we, yes, we are. Because I well, listen, we spend more time with each other than anybody else. So you we better... spend literally every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I me. but I also Pray give him his me. space and he gives me mine. You know, we're not like in each other's mess all the time, or like, you know, we we allow ourselves to have space between ourselves at times because we have things that we're doing, and you know, we found out when we wrote our book, Vision Possible, that we work differently. And, uh, but anyway, we let each other be us. And so this is the man that, or the woman. We let each other be us. I mean, we let, we let each other be our own self at times. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, you said be us. I said BS. So I'm like, what do you, what's BS? No. I'm like, what do you, I, I didn't know you said, okay, sorry. Anyway, so I just, I, I, let's bring it right back to this. There's, you know, plenty of people out there that have lost a spouse you know, or they're just, you know, or it, it ended up in a horrible divorce situation and they didn't want that to happen. They don't have the spouse. They would do anything to get the spouse back. They would do anything to have that back in their life. You know, reflect on that because what, you know, if what they would do anything to have their spouse back for five minutes, right? And then I've got Butch here every day and I take him for granted. That's not right. I'm not, I don't do that, but I'm saying that we can because anybody took this out of context, they'd say, Oh, Julianne admits. But but seriously though, you know, I, I would not take him for granted because he's a part of my life every single day. Every day, and every day is wonderful. And we have to go. Until next time, we will see you guys on Heartbeat. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com.
Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes we are healed. God bless you.